Hello, Nestor. Are you here? Hello, Nestor. Are you there? Okay. Still can't hear him. Nestor, are you there? Hello? Okay. Beep. Are you there? Yes. Okay. So, okay, so now you're coming across on my phone but not in my headset for some reason. Really? Well, and it's recording because yeah. I can hear a beeping oh. Oh, <laughs> saying that we're so recording. Gonna... Okay, I'm putting the headset from the phone to my headset now, but that doesn't mean that my mic's going to work then, right? Mm. Okay. Okay. So um, I hope it's recording everything. Oh, it's recording. I can hear it recording. It is? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so we yeah, can just delete so. all this stuff out, so I'm not worried about it. Okay. Okay. So let's get started. Okay. Sure. Um, <coughs> welcome to, sh- to the show, Nestor. I have Nestor Herrera from uh, Remax Premier Realty, uh, which is my brokerage. And um, I wanted to talk about what the difference was between a broker and a licensed realtor, um, why, uh, why the public and agents need to know what a managing broker does, and that is what Nestor is. So um, welcome to the show, Nestor. Thank you for Thank coming you. on board with me today. Um, okay, so let's just get started uh, with, um, you know, what, do you, what is the difference between a broker and a managing broker, and a licensed, just a licensed realtor? Well, I guess in some cases they can all be one and the same, sort of. Um, in our particular case, um, our, our main broker here in the office is actually the owner of the company, and then I handle the day-to-day activities within the company and direct contact with the agents and things like that. Um, most... Uh, most things come through me first, and it can be anything from a, a concern that is happening with between a client and one of our agents. It could be between one of our agents and another agent. If something is going on, then usually I'm the first point of contact uh, as far as taking a look at it and seeing what's happening and, and how we can resolve something. Or Sometimes it doesn't require resolution. It just requires an ear. Uh-huh. Right. Um, now, as far as your day-to-day stuff, let's kind of talk about that. Um, as a managing broker, uh, what type of things do you do? So it sounds like you may be um, you're facilitating things between agents and their clients and then just agent-to-agent, but kind of on a day-to-day basis. Agent to agent, um, agent to client, right? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Agent no, to agent, oh, wait, I did it again. <laughs> um, agent to agent, agent to client, um, and 
that that's just with regard to disputes and and or concerns and it doesn't necessarily have to be a dispute it can just be a concern it can be a question about um how to perhaps it's just something that's not that somebody's not familiar with um so it's not necessarily a dispute but then part of the other job job and responsibilities are also keeping everybody up to date on what's going on. So laws that are changing within our industry, making sure that everybody's kept up to date on that and looking at the back end of everything and making sure that we're in compliance with things as well and that everybody's doing what they, they need to be doing and, and realistically really making sure that they, they're kept up to date on what's happening. Well, that sounds, I mean, it sounds like you've got a full day. I mean, when, when you have to think about how, how many agents the office, our office has alone, you know, what, 150 agents, something like that? Uh, 100, 127. We have 127 agents, and, yes, it can be a full day. It was funny this morning. Um, I had started an email. And I was sending an email out, and somebody walked in my office with a question, and they walked out, and somebody else walked in. And it was about an hour and a half later, I actually looked back up at my computer and realized that the email only still had like three three words on it. And I <laughs> had to remember where my thought was <laughs> when I first started formulating it. So um, <laughs> it, it can be. Um, it, it it just depends. It it honestly does. And and sometimes sometimes it's it's quiet here and when it is quiet that gives me an opportunity to catch up on things and get things out to everybody and uh I also spend a lot of time as you as you're aware, I'm I'm a member of uh, professional standards and grievance, so I do a lot of stuff at the board as well to make sure that we're staying on top of things. Okay. Now I also wanna say that you do even more than that because you also do training? You plan on scheduling training with we the do, agents? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and that's a big part of um, your process. I think, at least you know, I've been to other brokerages, and this office is by far one of the better offices I've been around. Um, well, thank you. That offers training. Yeah, and you're consistent with your training. It's not just here and there it's you know every week or every two weeks this is being trained on um now can you you know as a licensed realtor um i think that would be really good to know kind of what kind of trainings you offer you know and it's it's not something that's that's specific in the sense of what type of training we offer. I mean, part of it is keeping current. I mean, we, once a month we do we do a contract training on any changes that have been made to our, our contracts that, that we use on a regular basis. And it, it could be the listing contract, it can be the lease contracts um, to, to any of the other forms that we use. So that's a, that's a normal training that we do once a month. And uh, in addition to that, we usually have updates of if, necessary we have other updates of if we've got multiple changes to a lot of different contracts but then it's also keeping up to date on what's what's current and what's relevant and what's working and what's not working sometimes you know training part of our training is training us as making sure that we stay legal and 
and everybody has an understanding of that. But also part of the training is making sure that everybody stays stays current with what works and what not ne- what's not necessarily working anymore. Um, obviously, social media is a big point, you know, big target now that social media has become very important to a lot of people to make sure that properties are getting marketed and advertised out there. So we spend a lot of time on that now. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. We're spending a lot of time now on those platforms and and making sure that all the agents are aware of how to best use those to help out their clients and and making sure that the properties are getting the most exposure as possible because that's what it's about ultimately is selling all the homes and making sure that the clients are getting what they're looking for. Right. I mean, that's that's the whole bottom line is just making sure that they're um, happy and we have a happy transaction between everybody. Absolutely. now, um, let's go into, so we just talked a little bit about how it can benefit um, the agents and, and things like that in the office, but um, let's go into the, you know, the public or a mm-hmm. homeowner that's listed with our brokerage. Um, how can you help them, you know, make sure that their transaction goes smoothly? Well, first of all, is making sure that all the agents are up to speed and current on everything that they're doing and making sure that they also, again, understand, you know, the best avenues to to make sure that that home is getting the most exposure. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's funny in this industry, we don't know what we need sometimes until until we actually need it. And that's really, I think, is what, what the majority of my day is spent on is something happens or something occurs whether it's uh, whether it's something from a legal standpoint or you know a miscommunication or, or misunderstanding uh, contractually and or marketing or just a just a conversation that something comes up and they didn't actually realize it and didn't understand or know that they needed it until that actually happened and I get that that question of hey what about this so it's it's I I don't know. Yeah, it's it, I guess it's a great question, Mary, but it's uh, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what one thing cuz in general, I think that a lot of offices and when you had mentioned it earlier that you you know, you've worked at a couple of different offices and I really think that that's one of the bigger differences is in general most of the companies and most of the offices out there you know, it's it's kind of like when you go into that listing presentation, everybody puts it in the MLS and, and you know, everybody syndicates it out there to the Zillows and the Trulias and the Realtor.coms, et cetera. The, the real question is, is what, what more are you doing and what are some of those little things that we're doing? And it's really all the little things that we're doing that add up to make the biggest difference. Um, and that's, that's, I don't know, did that answer your question? It might sound yeah, a little I bit vague on my side, but... No, I, I think that, you know, because sometimes our questions can't be answered just with, <laughs> with you know, a, a straight answer, you know, because it is, you're right, it's, um, it encumbers so many different things uh, of what you do. And all of that really comes down to helping the public because if you make better agents, you're helping the public 100%. So, exactly. Um, um, now, just, um, you know, people always like to know kind of what some of the, um, are there any, like, top grievances or anything that you come across <laughs> a lot? 
Yeah, you know, failure this, to disclose, okay. failure to disclose, failure to <laughs> disclose. Uh, oh. Most of the disputes are around something that um, should have been, or at least somebody believes should have been told to them, and it wasn't. And, you know, interesting, I just just got a call just yesterday. Um, it was on the weekend, but I had gotten a call yesterday from an agent, and they were asking a question, hey, you know, this uh, this was a concern to my seller who just put his property into escrow. And um, when it happened to him, he was wondering if he needed to disclose this because it's not really falling under any of the, any basic scopes of, of our disclosures. And I said, well, just the mere fact that it was a concern to him is an indication that you should disclose it because if at some point the fact that it, it bothered them, there's a possibility that mm-hmm. it could bother somebody else. So yeah, you should disclose it. And yeah, you know, so it's 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 funny and and a lot of times people don't realize that you know, part of our job is to actually make sure that the people are understanding things because they, you know, one of the funny things that we see often in this industry is that people get used to things. And what I mean by used to things are we we live in a property and you know the 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 little quirkiness of a particular you know faucet or whatever that we've grown accustomed to that this is just the way it is and it doesn't bother us doesn't necessarily mean that it won't bother somebody else or it's not an issue for somebody else and that's a that's not really a great example but um had another one last week where it was about uh flooding the way that the backyard was sloping and there was some concerns on on whether or not the uh potential flood could be a uh, flood could be a possibility if it if we got big rains and it was a long conversation and the homeowner was talking to us about eh, no it doesn't it's never been a problem for me but and then they said but it happened once a long time ago that this occurred and I said well it, it, it's one of those that goes right back to it's never a problem until it becomes a problem. So one big mm-hmm. heavy rain, so there is something that's there. You should probably disclose that and say something about it. So okay. I would say well, disclosures, I, that's what we see most of the time or lack of. Okay. And I, and I think that that is true as well. I mean, how many conversations do us agents all have with our clients and you know, all we try to do is just tell them, just write it down. You know, if you're at all thinking that it could be an Correct. issue, just write it down. Exactly. Know. If in it, doubt, disclose it. it. Yeah, um, just let that buyer be the one to judge if that's going to be an issue or not. And um, so it can never come back and bite them. Right. Um, I, will, anything- I will tell you that, oh, go- the, yeah, to answer your question as well, the second thing that I probably see as often um is misrepresentation of the agent, the agent kind of misrepresenting themselves, or uh, we call it a giving a true true picture, uh, whether they're advertising or marketing something that they didn't really sell or that uh, kind of misleading the, the general public with their marketing or advertising. And a great example that I can give in that is, number one, for you pretty much, you know, everybody seems to be number one in something. And yeah, at the end of the day, we can't all be number one. So, oh, we we I yeah we we yeah we see that often where uh, 
our industry is, is misleading the public, and that we we see a lot of that in grievance. Okay, I never thought about that because I do see that quite often. You know, number one sales for the year or whatever, whatever Correct. they say. But exactly, exactly, okay. and and. Um, we just have to be very careful when we're advertising or marketing ourselves that we're truly giving a true picture. And, you know, it, this goes back to, to your initial question of, of the little things that we do differently. And quite frankly, you know, the agent being number one probably shouldn't be the biggest focus or the number one focus. What should be the number one focus, in my opinion, is that, that consumer's property or that consumer's, in, you know, their investment, the, the buyer or the seller, their needs should be what's number one and, you know, everything else, as long as we can take care of the job and do it in a professional manner and make sure that they're covered. Yeah. I guess, you know, one of the downsides of our, of our industry is we see a lot of people toting, you know, tooting that they're number one, so. Okay. I didn't realize that that, I mean, I see it, but I didn't think that was such a big deal. Maybe it was just that my eye was going there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Um, so now just kind of being out in business now, do you, as a managing broker, do you also sell real estate? I'm still, I'm still one of the few, I do. I am one of the few that is still involved in transactions. And I will tell you that, um, from an inside part of the industry, um, from an agent part of the industry, some agents find that, uh, disruptive or, I guess threatening is really more of a more of the word that that should be used that they're threatened by that because they feel that we're taking or I'm taking part of the business out there but in actuality I tend to say that I have got the I've got the best of both worlds and I'm able to, I'm able to pass that on to the agents because in most brokerages when you're going to the manager or you're going to the to the broker they usually aren't involved in sales any longer, and they're usually not involved in the day-to-day activities that are happening out there as an agent. And so what happens is is when, when one of the agents comes to you with a problem from the outside, there's a, there's a lack of understanding um, of what's really happening because that broker or that manager really isn't, isn't dealing with that on a regular basis, where because I'm still active out there in the real estate world, I have a better pulse on what's going on in the market so I'm able to share that information with our with our fellow agents, um, and I also have a better pulse of you know just the the example of being on the professional standards and grievance have a better uh, better understanding of the things that are going out there, so I can better help the agents um, and make sure that we we not only know better but do better than than others. Is what we'd like to what we'd like to do ultimately, I guess. Yeah, I I agree with that too. That you're, um, I I think you need to be in the market to be able to, um, to help other agents, you know, get through their their problems, their questions, or whatever. Because um, I've I've run into a couple other managing brokers that aren't even um, they don't do real estate anymore and haven't done it for multiple years. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their answers are not sometimes in line with what's going on in the market today. Exactly. And, can, and those, those can, can be right frustrating away. conversations. 
yeah. can be extremely frustrating conversations, and I get to have some of those conversations as well. As you know, I I hear what you're saying, but what you're saying is not practical to to the situation, and and you know, it it usually doesn't lead to a win-win situation, and just uh, can become confrontational or or really just lead us down a path of nowhere sometimes. Right. Um, okay. Let's see. Um, is there anything else that you would like to let anybody know about? You know, I've, I'll have um, agents listening and I'll have the public listening. And is there anything you would like to share with them? Um, you know what? I, I guess uh, I would ask the question of, of, of you, Mary, kind of, you know, what is it that you're, what is it that you feel that you need or what is it that you're looking for from the broker and or manager of an office? Um, and what better ways can we help serve you? I, I think, and I know for a fact that you're a fantastic agent, you're a fantastic person and a fantastic agent. I've had the opportunity of working with you now for what, four years. I think we're going on, on year yeah. four together now. And, yeah. you know, uh, for me, from my perspective, I, you know, I, I, I work with all sorts of people and it's always a pleasure to work with people that are that truly treat this as a business and enjoy this as the business that is as, as it is and and you know not everybody is we're not all built equally when it comes to this industry we're really not and you you constantly go out there to try to better yourself to make sure that the clients are taken care of so I, I guess I ask you what more can I do for you well, thank you so much for your <laughs> notes of confidence there, <laughs> uh, Nestor. Um, you know, it's, I, I don't think you guys can do anything better right now. I think you're doing awesome. I do. Thank you. Um, thank you. You know, yeah, I mean, you guys are there. Like you said, you answer a call on, you know, a Sunday, and I know I've texted you and emailed you on questions on a weekend, and you're on top of it answering them right away. So, um you know, I think for us, because a lot of times things will come up like right away and we'd like to have an answer. We're a little bit unsure um, mm-hmm. of maybe how to answer something, how to follow up with something, um, and time is of the essence. And I know you did it. You answered one, what was it, Saturday or Sunday morning at 7.30 in the morning. So um, I couldn't ask for anything more of you guys. So um, I think you're you're spot on with all your help that you're giving, all your advice, and you're always there to support the agents. Like if we start having trouble with something, another agent or an issue, um, you're there to step right in and and help us and I think that and support us. Like so, to handle those quickly okay. and swiftly, yes. <laughs> Before Yes. I think it makes a lot of people tend to disappear when things start to come up and, and instead of confronting it and getting right in front of it right away and, and dealing with it. Because when you do, you'll find out that most of the time it really isn't anything and, and or it's, it, it can be very easily resolved. Unfortunately, we see people that will wait. You know, I, I'm sure you've seen it where you've called out to somebody and it's a uh, day passes and then two days pass and three days pass and you've left three or four messages and when you finally do get them on the phone, oh, I didn't have anything to tell you so otherwise I would have called and no, that's that's the wrong answer. Yes, and we we, we yes, call regardless. Is. So, but so yeah, Mary, where right. do you think? Where question for you? Where do you think we're going to be in 2019? What do you see? The, what do you see the market doing here? Because I'm getting asked that question a lot, so I'll ask yes. you. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, where do I think we're going to be in 2019? Um, I think we're going to, I have a feeling we're going to have a strong spring. Okay. Uh, because I, cause I feel that it kind of died off, uh, you know, it, we had a slow summer and that not much of a fall. And then usually mm-hmm. November, December, we kind of have a little uptick of sales, you know, towards the end of the year. I saw a lot of interest in people at the end of the year, but not a lot of buying. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a feeling that we're going to end up um, with this pent-up kind of energy to buy in the springtime. Um, okay. Will it, will it carry out through the whole year? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it will slow down again. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm seeing the first quarter being our strongest quarter again for the for 2019. So, and I'm I'm yeah. already feeling it. So, from an office perspective really January 2nd you could it was almost like a light switch turned back on and things started changing again so um be interested to see how that's going but I also think that that was a lot of pent up anxiety from from October November December because there there was a lot of tire kicking in October November December Exactly yeah there was and it just um I think people wanted to buy, but they're a little confused on what to do and where to go. And, and I think they're going to get back out there in the market and realize that prices are higher. And, mm-hmm. and then they're going to go, oh, my God, I just got to get in. You know, I just got to buy something. Or, um, you know, I, it's time for me to sell. Let's just get on board and get this done with. So, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I agree. So spring will be... Our time, so we'll come back and we'll talk about that. Maybe uh, after the springtime, we'll see if we're right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> see if our predictions are correct. Uh, oh, so, very good. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy day, Nestor, and talking with me and and sharing your information with everybody. I really appreciate it, and I know they will too. Anytime, and, anytime. Um, all right. Well, thank you, and You're very uh, have a great day. You do the same, Mary. We'll talk to you okay. soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.